the relationship is that if you reduce 1 km of speed the probability of reducing the fatality is to the extent of 3 to 5% hello everyone this is amit singh baghel and this is javed hasan and together we welcome you to the fifth episode of the transportation podcast by workos today we have with us our honorable professor dr p k sarkar former hod spa Professor Sarkar's experience spans for more than 42 years. He has been actively involved as an expert on various consulting projects in areas of transport planning and highway design, ITS and road safety. Presently, he is an active member of the Committee of Intelligent Transport Systems in Bureau of Indian Standards as well as member of International Standards Organization on ITS Committee. Professor Sarkar has contributed more than 120 research and technical papers at the national and international conferences. Television and print media interacts with him very frequently. He has written four books and presently he is working as a freelance transport expert and visiting faculty at Institute of Road Traffic Education. Dear sir, thank you for taking out time to give your voice to our podcast. Thank you. Sir, please tell us something about your life journey. and your life before school of planning and architecture let me tell you i am a student of bengal engineering college shipur that is the second oldest engineering college in india and nowadays it's known as iest indian institute of science and technology it is a status of indian institute of science during our time the all faculty head of the department is to visit at different places in india to pick up the best students Professor Bijit Ghosh, who happened to be the head in urban planning department, finally he rose to the level of director of SPA. He came to Kolkata. So fortunately, I was picked up. I got admitted to SPA. As a student, what inspired you to pursue transport planning from SPA Delhi? I was very interested because this is only course in transportation. You will not find this kind of unique blend that town planning with specialization in transportation planning you will not find in anywhere in the world. And I was extremely fortunate to be the student of Professor M S Virao. I consider him is my guru in the field, and you won't believe the kind of love and affection he showered on me to study the field properly. I am reconnecting from my memory lane. We are, uh, I think, four students, two sponsored, two private candidates. Professor M S Virao said, "Let me see your work because next day is the juries." When he saw my our work, he said, "Sorry, gentlemen, I am not happy with your work. <laughs> We are very much upset." It's normally it happens. The next day, the man who came, you must must be knowing his name, Professor S K Khanna. He was the UGC chairman also. He was a uh, head civil in department of rurki now presently iit rurki and when he saw our work he was dumbfounded to see our said marvelous this much of work you four people have done i can't think of then professor rao started smiling hmm see my students have done so much of work you see that is the things which has helped me to grow not only in a such an environment when you get love and affection and and he used to be like my father so i am that's why i am very indebted whatever i have learned i am from spa so another uh, unique instance one day he said sarkar can you meet uh, professor rakesh sharma perhaps he wants to tell you something then i went i met professor sharma i said you uh, give your cv and i submitted my cv then 
he practically conducted the interview i think within two three days which year, i didn't know the date i went out for some with my iit friends to roam to do roam around delhi because i know that i'll be leaving delhi very shortly to for kolkata as soon as I entered the campus by spa boundary people started telling sarkar sahab aap kidhar the aapka liye interview ho raha hai aap jaiye that was the dialogue even a, a, the the person who was posted at the gate he was mentioning and i was with a committee called in bengali called the hawai chapel says sandal i when i went, went inside the room and this all started laughing to see after seeing me because you know, it, i was not prepared to uh, to appear for the interview at that kind of then it was professor bijitra professor ms virao all all dignitaries were there then finally the question uh, somebody was asked uh, in case you join here what is the benefit you are likely to get i said i'll have the opportunities that i'll be working with professor rao that's my best opportunity so i learned a lot so anyway i got selected so i worked for one year there are a lot of projects a lot of things i came to know then he was very keen that i should join here he used to say if you get a job in crr fine i'll really otherwise i am not going to really that was his condition then uh, when i got a letter from uh, crri he was extremely happy and then i left a school of planning i moved to crri it was also my very long journey from crri i had an opportunity to be a commonal scholar and uh, i had my masters and other masters from the university of newcastle after successfully completing from england i came to again crri worked on number of projects what and worked on a, a landmark projects i think that you must have seen planning of road systems for bombay metropolitan regions after that i had again chance in working in rights i had a privilege to work for the metro projects meanwhile i got an opportunity to come back to spa professor uh, hanna was in the interview board he selected me it was a, a happy journey and i have during my last 24 years of spa tenure i have seen many things if you look at under my guidance that many students have been able to get their paper published that is one of our my achievement that i have helped students to excel and meanwhile i had an opportunity to be the commonwealth academic fellow and finally at the end of the day i have been able to contribute four books and another books also is in the process now which will be maybe published perhaps during this year so i do not feel proud i only feel happy your journey has been so i think very interesting and admirable and encouraging in a sense and yeah and our listeners especially the budding transport planners will be really uh, happy to listen to your journey so so getting on with the podcast talking about the road safety in india so india pledged in the year 2015 to reduce its road accident by half within 5 years but we are far from achieving these targets right now so uh, what do you think where is the gap in your opinion it is very easy to say that we are going to make it half anybody can say. but the question is have we been able to chalk out the programs strategy action plan your one of the objective is that you are going to reduce by half then you have to work out a strategy you have to work out action plan you have to uh, work out a implementation program you have to develop the necessary fund i can tell you a similar example before i give you your answers totally 
in Japan into the 70s when they confronted the problem of heavy uh, traffic congestions, road accidents and pollution. And particularly the accident was very serious in nature and they had a total accident at the time, if I remember correctly, some six, more than 60,000 fatalities. Immediately 70s and they used to say at that era that the traffic war as if they are battling with traffic. And they took a policy decision. They had the, it was passed from the, the prime ministers. The minister, all concerned ministers were, the ministry was involved. And then make a five years action plan. And gradually, if I have that all detailed data available, I know up to 2010, they have been very, very successfully set a target and then found what has been the achievement. Targets versus achievement variation is not 10%. And now they are trying to think that we will have a zero accident. So therefore, when it was mandated to reduce accident by half, except some piecemeal measures, I did not find any concrete measure. GATT would be, I'd like to underline the what you call parameters on which we should have addressed. One is that your the safe roads, we only bothered about good roads. Good roads doesn't mean the safe roads. Mm. Exactly. People do not understand. I talked to transport minister Delhi. He said, we'll do, we'll do a fantastic road design. I said, Jain Saab, his name is Satyendra Jain. You safety to see safety first. You have to see it. The question is, safe roads, number one. Number two, the necessary facilities to help traffic to adhere to the safe. Number three, your enforcement systems. Enforcement system is very, very poor. And there's a rampant bribery taking place with the police. I know when I was at the time interviewed in NewsX channel, I was in Noida TV channel. Somebody was reporting that from state of Karnataka, they, they collect huge bribery to the extent of 300 to 400 crores in a year. So when you give a total reluctance, even for the, the people learner to give an exemption, that you, if you pay some money, I will give you the license. That means you are giving a ticket for either you kill yourself or kill somebody. So therefore, I knew that from that from that time, 2015, is good to to hear that we are will be uh, reducing accidents. But actually, you need concrete strategy, action plans, implementation mechanism, and manpower and capital. All are were lacking. Motor vehicle act. Had it been put in place at that time, perhaps we could have seen some reduction. Nowadays, is there are many states are making a mockery of the Motor Vehicle Amendment Act. They have not increased the fines. If I do not fear that if I commit a violation, I have to pay a fine, you cannot easily make them a good uh, driver. It is good to have some aims, but uh, the strategies and the process has to be at, at place. Talking about the processes, so, uh, regarding the accident data, what is the current uh, methodology of accident uh, data collection in India? At what level, national, state or region, these data are recorded and how this data is integrated at a common platform? So, uh, do we have a process for that? This is a good question. For a long time, we used to rely on systems of data collections, which has been evolved by Indian Road Congress and they said you have to collect the data, you have A1 and A4 forms, you must have seen all of you, quite lengthy, cumbersome to follow. 
the police were involved in collecting data they are also not applying their mind to collect data most of the time you'll find they are noting under the negligent and rash driving this is a main reasons they find i think recently and four five years back a ministry take a note of it they say that if the, if we make the data system much more simpler with that uh, intention if i remember correctly a ministry took initiative they invited kharagpur iit and they invited delhi iit sudeshna mitra mitra she has been the leading persons to do lot of work on accident analysis nowadays she is in the world bank and gitan tiwari both of them contributed significantly to finally come out with simple type of data collections they said you have to collect under primary under five heads one is that uh, a means accident identification details you have to pension location vehicle type etc etc b is the road type of roads where accident has occurred c is your vehicle type is it non motorized or motorized d the details of traffic violations including the drivers problem and e means your details of the driver, the persons who are in the vehicle these are the basic five times under which the primary data need to be collected but in addition to that they say the type 2 format would have 17 tables in which you have to whatever the collected from the site that need to be furnished annually by all state all union territories in a uniform and consistent manner so these are the present uh, technique evolved by the ministry of road transport to collect the accident and uh, hopefully police will find uh, better means now sir mr michael bloomberg the founder and ceo of bloomberg philanthropies has said that road safety is an issue that does not receive anywhere near the attention it deserves and it really is one of our great opportunities to save lives around the world saying that it's good to know that we acknowledged gaps in our accident data collection framework and took measures to fill those gaps please tell our listeners if there are other holes which need to be plugged as far as data collection is concerned in india there is lot of lacuna though data collection we are doing the way it is procured analyzed it's only who goes for data collection only some constable goes or some police inspection officer goes he is not that educated and based on his perception he collect that i am happy that ministry has taken a note of data collection format they have improved it they have simplified it and now next part comes the investigation collection investigation that need to be strengthened if you know the data collection systems by germany by england by sweden it's very mind boggling practically they go from a to z they do not leave anything unturned even in malaysia when an accident occurs only police it's not the responsible the police to visit us and they have all the stakeholders stakeholders is basically the pwd engineers road accidents wing the researchers like uh, faculty maybe from spa or iit so it's going to be around 10 12 15% all are immediately told the accident has happened to this place and all immediately rush to the area so out of 15 perhaps there will be at least 10 people and they will see the, all the integrity and and they try to understand the things and capture the evidence in a digital manner so even a scratching of a car 
or damage of a car is is got into a detailed investigation how this scratch or damage had occurred what is the velocity at which it is driving so finally at the during the collection of the, all the evidence they had a agenda to reconstruct the accidents in a digital manner so once it comes to all stakeholders they understand the the nitty gritty of the things happen because police constable doesn't have the knowledge of physics it's a basically uh, understanding that where the body heat a subject it has a mass it has a velocity it has a momentum and uh, in case uh, uh, there is a static body at what speed it case it traveled and heat and practically how it has been skidded off from the roads if you do the detailed measurements capture from the cameras and do the detail and also bring the forensic expert also along with them so then it is it is it is going to be very easy to reconstruct the accident once you react construct the scenario then you are trying to also because you need to have a psychologist also the psychologist should see that what is the perception of the driver driving the vehicle was it intended that that he should be taking a risk you know what taking that particular vehicle so once those kind of social psychology cognitive analysis and uh, mental understanding all these parameters are not really understood correctly you will not be able to reconstitute the situation so all the accidents happen they had a mandate mandate that it has got to be reconstituted and analyzed so antinally this kind of temper created always will uh, will not be able to improve the uh, the recording system correct so rather than only allowing a constable to be the in charge to be the inspecting officers you bring other stakeholders along with the side to investigate and let there be a joint report sir talking about views on road safety outside india i would like to quote new zealand as an example here though the number of fatalities in road crashes has been continuously decreasing in new zealand since the year 2006 member of parliament mr galloway recently said that it is still a staggering loss of life he was referring to the road fatalities for the year 2019 our listeners may note that the road fatalities for 2019 in new zealand was 353 persons 353 persons an insignificant figure in comparison to about 1.5 lakh deaths we see in india every year just in road crashes that is about 17 indians die every hour on our roads because of issues which are entirely preventable by focused planning considering new zealand's perspective on road safety placing high value to the life of citizens we conducted an online session with mr amit sharma alumni spa who is engaged there in road safety works on behalf of wsp and basis our detailed interaction we understand that new zealand has a system in place where the police is trained to reconstruct and report the accident in a technical manner taking into account the vehicle driver design and the environment these reports are then shared with the safety consultants in this case wsp and then separate visits are made on site by safety consultants to conduct the root cause analysis the underlying difference is the priority we put to saving human life and we believe from this stems difference in a country's approach towards institutional strengthening and training and data collection methodologies and post crash analysis 
Now talking about post crash analysis, sir, we request you to throw some light on black spot identification process in India. What are the various attributes we must consider while identifying black spots? As you know, Ministry of Road Transport has defined that if there are five accidents and 10 fatalities taking place within a 500 meter of a section of a road for consecutive within a three years period, it will be defined as a black spot. I think you may be knowing this. But I was also knowing another definition evolved by Delhi Traffic Police that every year this could be three fatalities. When you take the Delhi Police definition, Ministry will, will not be happy. Anyway, but my point is that rather than having a difference in opinion, I think that uh, I have tried to understand that how to define a black spot. One of my uh, students, he is now doing PhD in SPA. Good part, he has taken my advice. He is doing uh, research on identification of black spot. will be the detailed methodology under which you define a black spot. I think within another two to one or two years, we'll find some good uh, research output in these directions. Not there are a number of techniques also available. One of the techniques I am familiar with that you call nearest neighborhood hierarchy. Suppose if you have a road, say 100 kilometer roads or 500 kilometer roads, you want to identify a black spot, what you do, you fail that from your uh, perception. If I keep one kilometer, then and you can make a circle of one kilometer and put this one kilometer band along the corridor and and whenever you and when you try to superimpose the accident on the road on the on the length of the road and you see that how many frequency are basically are coming onto the circles and then you are trying to make it a hierarchy through descending order then if you find you have taken one kilometer it may be on a higher side try to reduce to 500 so you are trying to optimize that 100 meter, 500 meter, 200 meters. Even there are many analysis say that because accident intensity is too much and even within the 200 meter frequency of accident is very high. So that's kind of statistical taste, judgment, some visual observation you have to do. I have seen number of work has been carried out. I have some other techniques in my mind. The technique which you adopt for highways may not be the same technique for urban road. It may also have some kind of uh, varying effect when you are passing through kind of land uses. So land use, intensity of traffic, frequency of occurrence, sales, size, everything really matters. So you cannot say blindly say the definition of ministry is absolutely correct. I can tell you how London congestion pricing was decided. So Somebody has worked out seven pounds, somebody has worked out ten pounds, somebody worked. And mayor one day said, No, I have heard, start with five. So sometimes your perception, judgment, rationality comes into to take a decision. So you use all the analysis techniques and see which seems to be more effective in interpreting the data where people can be convinced. So I'll not say there is a hard and fast rules, you have to evolve. So number of techniques are available. Rignic techniques and kernel density estimation and your nearest neighborhood hierarchy. So you can try with this and see which is the best. And also you try to take other variables into consideration. It's a matter of research. Nobody will give you ready-made solutions based on the situation you have to evolve. Sir, what is being done presently regarding the accident spots identified across India? Also enlighten us. 
if we talk in a non-technical manner, is handling black spots is majorly about reducing the vehicle speed. Now, I like to tell you, you have said very correctly, Ministry of Road Transport has already identified around 800 black spots. And I understand that more than 50% black spots have been addressed. The immediate rectification has already been made. If I, if you look at the responses of various states responding to regarding the identification of black spot, I have only just listed out around 13 states. Bihar, Chhattisgarh, Kerala, Gujarat, Maharashtra, Haryana, MP, Karnataka, Rajasthan, Tamil Nadu, Uttar Pradesh and West Bengal and Andhra Pradesh. 1400 crores have been already allocated for rectification of the black spots. Many states do not the road safety sales because I was involved with dealing with PWD uh, engineers for last uh, two last two years or so, and even AITT has been giving training. What is road safety? What is road safety audit? What is black spot? How do you identify black spot? Even when you do not have the sense of understanding, they so they do not give much importance. So I know the West Bengal is proactive and uh, they have been able to do a lot of work. Sudeshna was telling me that they wanted her to work on a traffic coming measures on a highway and they worked out in detail and then when the ministers was going through these particular roads after the minister was damn annoyed he said who have taken the who have shown the guards to do this kind of design i can't travel it's a it's a disaster for me you know he was started cursing him then she was called in the in the west bengal by the west bengal ministry they said, what is that? You have made the medit mess. Then she had to take time to explain the concern ministry that it was basically traffic coming in basically meant to reduce the speed, not increase the speed. Sir, please tell us if there is a direct relation between speed and fatality. Also, what is the viewpoint towards speed in countries with better transport systems than our country? When you reduce the speed, so it has a probability to reduce the accident. The relationship is that if you reduce one kilometer of speed, the probability of reducing the fatality to is, is to the extent of 3 to 5 percent. So if you travel at a speed of 30 kilometers per hour, you will be hardly 10 persons are likely to be hit and have a probability of meeting an accident. But if you drive a, travel at a speed of 60 kilometers per hour, you are endangering life to the 90 percent of people. I can tell you in, Japan, in Germany and in Central City, there are like, they have made it 30 km per hour, no further increase within the central part. So deliberately, the, um, the European cities have been taking proactive consideration in speed limit hovering between 30 to 50 km per hour. They are not going any speed beyond 50 km. I can tell you, I happen to be the member of H8 committee in IHC. Even we had also a lot of debate, discussion, deliberation, whether in urban area, how much speed we should keep. We strongly said that it should not be more than 50 km per hour. Sir, is there a capacity gap at state level posing hurdles in appreciating the urgency of the situation? What is the attitude towards safety in state department? 
why the other states are not really proactive because proactive it has to come from the capacity building until the engineers mm-hmm. or chief engineers do not feel the pinch if they think the accident happens it happens every day how does it matter so it's basically the when you tell that because we are losing life to the tune of 3% of gdp so who is going to teach so this is a i don't like to go into the detail it's a very complex process it cannot be answered in a very simple way there may be other dimension perhaps i may not i may not know so my my only uh, hunch is that they have not been educated or engineering chief they don't have time I, because when i was organizing the program on capacity building i have talked many engineering chief on west bengal i found that they are very proactive depending on the person who is concerned and i know the chief ministers of west bengal also very she is also concerned about road safety that's why they are doing lot of work kerala is doing lot of and tamil nadu is doing lot of work so you have to give credit whoever is doing so depend on the interest you got to create and come and come some kind of necessary help because they don't have the engineers to who do the rectification perhaps they, have, they may have to engage a consultant they may not have the money to to engage a consultant to get the things but once you put a request to the minister it takes i have seen the protocols within a one year you get the sanction and you if depending on the engineers who is inspecting if you give a good report with all evidence and all sanction approval comes within a year and you can start working after a year as you rightly said that we we need to capacity augmentation uh, at various levels recently we have see, uh, seen a campaign regarding road accidents attributed to cell phone users and drunk driving mm-hmm. and as per mrts data for 2018 about 6% fatalities are attributed to cell phone users and drunk driving whereas about 65% of them were involved in over speeding So if speed is the biggest killer shouldn't we 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 be focusing more on reducing the speed and then trying to increase it what are your views on the top 3 reasons behind road accident and what are uh, we doing to tackle them i think that uh, perhaps you are taking that word from our honorable uh, transport minister gadkari he has uh, specified the 120 km per hour for the expressway my feeling is that you said very rightly speed is the killer of road accidents and it has got to be controlled regulated in a manner so that one adhere to the speed limit the question is that i also now come that people if they they are not bounded with enforcement measures if they are not subjected to any enforcement measures that enforcement has been imposed you cannot uh, speed up more than 60 km per hour so that kind of fear fearfulness is absent in the mind of the drivers driving most of the highways I can give you an example in japan they have developed a expressway they have put the its architecture to monitor the movement of of traffic on the express they have not recorded much accidents on the express on the other hand jamuna expressway you find regular there is a significant accident why because its plays an important role in controlling the speed because if you know there is a speed camera there is a red light camera you will very correctly uh, say that you are likely to commit mistakes you will be challenged uh, penalized heavily so you should not increase the speed 
and overspeeding if it is noticed two or three times then you are heavily challenged so therefore finally i think the it enforcement to be guided by strong its systems of course drivers education plays and acquiring the driving licensing plays an important role i'll say education enforcement the and and road to be safer road has to be designed as per the speed one of the example is the dwarka flyover when the dwarka flyover was commissioned i don't know whether you are aware a lot of accident happens very frequently accident is to happen because the way they have designed it is not conducive for safe movement when you travel at a speed of say 50 or 60 km per hour obviously you are going to commit a mistakes because turn is very sharp finally they resorted onto the application of some arrangement of rumble strips signages marking so that perhaps helped in minimizing the road accident so if you have a problem with improper road geometrics please make sure other safety measures should be put in place very strongly and in case you have to enforce them with its surveillance and this is a way that you can restrict the speed otherwise if you allow them to go as per their whims you cannot stop so we need to promote pedestrians and public transport on one hand and we need to reduce vehicle speed on the other however in reality i feel that we promote the consumerism within our society and we want everyone to drive i mean it feels like all our planning is focused towards facilitating cars which eventually benefits the car manufacturer not the car buyer in any way what is your take on this government does not have a coherent consistent policy with respect to mobility one of the important mandate in national urban transport policy is not movement for vehicle it is going to be the movement of all people we have a very strong vision but ultimately when you talk about the our state policy or commerce ministry of what you call industries ministries of the commerce and they have a policy that how to we have to earn more revenues by when the vehicles are sold to the consumer it will face them revenue so question is when you make a strong mandate of the the systems mobility will be for all for common people not for car on the other hand you are violating the basic objective but if i take you to singapore if i take you to japan if you take you to hong kong they say that we are developing a mass transport systems if you have to buy a car even singapore is not your cup of tea my dear because they will say in every year we are going to release only 1000 car tell me who are the people who will be interested to buy you say that i am going to be interested he said you bid for this month let me see how much you bid you may say well 5 lakhs 10 lakhs 20 lakhs for bidding they will say what are the first 1000 numbers who has given the bid the highest money so it's not a real cup of tea if a vehicle is 10 lakhs when you go give you only this is basically a quota systems 20 lakhs or 30 lakhs for a vehicle so when car is not easily available you can't do it and i have seen in japan i have traveled extensively in japan whether you believe it or not i did not require even any kind of taxi i did not require even a public transport buses most of the places from origin to destination i travel by metro there are 18 lines which basically connecting all major areas of it and it was mind boggling to travel and they are so disciplined they know nobody hitting anybody 
to go as fast as possible. So I am talking about which year? It was 2015 or 14 I was in Japan and I didn't find much congestions on the road. Don't you think it's amazing? When 1970, they have they declared that they are facing a traffic war situation. So I think that you have got my answers. Yes. Depending on the policies, the the willpower of the government, the muscle of the government, see that I am not going to allow to have a car race like you are allowing this. It's a Uh, car is racing against each other so therefore it government has to take the decision uh, responsibility otherwise you see that bank if you say that you go to bank manager says i like to buy a oh, 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 please come 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 <laughs> i will give you 90% loan who is not going to buy you have to you have to somewhere other you have to understand the common objectives for all i'm using this word common objectives for governments and for people it should not be people who should not be living in a Fools paradise. They should know exactly uh, how to. Government should know how much revenue likely to come, how much car likely to be sold this year, to be manufactured, to be produced, and what is going to be the people's ability to buy. And you have to make a balance. Otherwise, uh, you cannot control this rush crowd. Thank you very much, sir, for the insight. We hope our listeners enjoyed first part of our fifth episode of the Transportation Podcast. We will be back shortly with the second part of this episode, wherein Dr. Sarkar will enlighten us on why chances of surviving a road crash is decreasing in spite of reduction in the number of accidents. How government and private sectors can collaborate to make our roads safer, and what should be our immediate, medium-term, and long-term goals regarding road safety. Till then stay safe and keep walking